conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. 15 after 10 o'clock and we're getting straight into our conversation for this hour. What influences our voting choices as South Africans? Is it the heart or is it the mind? Well, uh, we'll kick off this conversation just listening to what um, some voters have previously had to say about what influences their voting or even how they justify their decisions uh, whether to vote or not. I want a better future for myself and the youth. I think it's important because the youth has a say in everything that's going on in this world, in the economy and so on. My legs are killing me. I don't have water. I rely on pills. Yet there's no water in Ikaheng for four to five years. I can vote to make a change, you see, in the country. The country is not so doing so well, so if I can vote, I will be able to make a change if I vote. We all have to vote. It's our country. If you don't vote, then you don't have a voice. Um, and you can't complain and you can't, yeah, you have to vote. Um, I think for the, for the first time in a long time, we are excited about the voting. Hopefully something will come and the country will be better off after it. So if you, if you don't vote, then you can't be part of it. I think it's a better choice for my country, I guess. Because the time we live in now, we're like we live in a poverty state, especially in townships. Like we're not satisfied about what the government is doing for us, but I think we gotta appreciate what they give us. Yeah. But um, for this, I'm excited. All right. So you heard many of um, the 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 people that were interviewed there were speaking about the importance of voting. So, and I think that everybody knows um, that voting is important, but some people still choose to not vote at the end of the day. But what influences the voting decisions? Well, uh, joining us for this conversation is Nguleko Tselani, his legal director at the Institute of the Election Management Services in South Africa. Nguleko, good morning to you. Good morning, Catherine. It's often so hard to see exactly what it is that is influencing uh, people's votes. And I think there's a lot of research that is done to try and get into the psychology of voters, but nothing has come out quite yet that is definitive. Um, The sense that that you get around what influences people's voting decisions or even voting patterns? Mm, I mean, uh, I think if there was a, a definitive psychology uh, behind it, um, every political party would, would, would probably be jumping on it and, and, and trying uh, to best exploit that. But I think really when we, when we look at it, whether it's the, 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 um, the heart or the mind, it's really the eyes of what the voters see and what they understand. So I think, you know, people want to see tangible, tangible impact and a tangible, um, you know, tangible outcomes of their of, of their vote. Um, but I think what, what also sometimes misunderstood is is the, that people want to want want they, they think that uh, democracy ends at the vote. So you know we vote and then we wait another four years or five years and then we and then we and then we vote again. Whereas it's a constant accountability process. So it doesn't just start or end at the at the ballot. 
Um, you're reminding me of, of a conversation we had uh, just a couple of days ago. One of um, our listeners called in during the open line, and I, I don't know which party he used to support or vote for uh, before the example he gave us, but he says he was sitting down watching TV, and, and the minute he saw the announcement of the former president, uh, Jacob Zuma, announcing um, the formation of the MK party, he went online to search for the party and joined it yeah. immediately. Um, and he says he just knows that he he supports everything that um, uh, the former president stands for. And therefore, um, whatever will come out of this party will be something that he fully supports. Is that a, a, a mentality and a psychology that, that you believe many voters exhibit that actually um, we are drawn to figures more than we are to manifestos more than we are to party promises? Look, I mean, everyone votes their choice and, and how they come to, to their decision is, is, of course, their democratic right. Um, I don't think perhaps South Africans are as um, tribalistic and as, 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 as loyal as, as sometimes um, made to seem. Often you'll see voters... Voters know what they want. They know what their party stands for, and what they what even if they don't agree with their party on on every single on every single issue, um, voters know that all right. My party's stance on on education is this. My party's stance on immigration is this. And importantly, also when we look at the various spheres of government, people know, for example, which ward councillor, which party in their in their community. Is actually working. They know if they've got potholes. They know if they've if 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 the schools are are, dis, are dysfunctional because you know the day-to-day lived realities. But what what's important is, is that I don't you know we shouldn't get too distracted by by um, um, what what we say. We, we can just look at the trends. We can see that uh, in certain areas there 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 there's a certain um, tendency to towards one party or or, or, or another. We're going to continue the conversation in a moment. I will be uh, introducing Professor Situlero Matebisi, who's a political analyst alongside Ngulilego Zelane. Before I do that, uh, some of you have already started to call in, and I do want to give you uh, a chance to have your say on this one. Les, you are in Cape Town. Good morning. Hi, are you Katie? I'm good. Thank you, Les. So, what influences your voting, heart or mind? Okay. Uh, I can say when I come in to vote, uh, the choice to vote, I supposed to be realistic and rational. Realistic and rational. The reason why I'm saying this is, uh, as we are going for voting, so some of the people they are voting for the people, and then the people are drinking uh, their own party from another party. When they create their own party from another party, those people, they are taking some other people to vote for them. And then when they vote for them, unfortunately, within a short period of time, maybe the party didn't get a seat or whatsoever, it's part of lost. So what I'm saying is when I, when I vote for them, to be realistic and rational is... So, so, so let's... I, I want you to speak for yourself, right? I want uh, yes, I want you to speak for yourself. I want you to tell me 
what is your thinking process um, when you get ready to vote? Okay. I'm going to vote for accountability. Accountability, the responsibility where this delivery is delivered. So my point is, when I vote, I vote for DA. The reason why I vote for DA is the DA where they gather the services delivered. For example, all NPS of ANC or ESF or whoever, they are in a DA ward, and they don't have a complaint. The reason is the service is delivered to the people. And when those people who are representative of ANC or ESF, they get vote from, as an example, Gibbslur, maybe Soweto, or Pumlankasi, and whatsoever. whatsoever. Okay, but all right. This is the point that, and then, which means they must, they're supposed to benefit where they are voted for. So the DA, where they gather, especially for the work, they deliver the service. That is why my concern is the DA is the best part to be voted. The reason why they provide the service. All right. And the DA ward are clean. All right, Liz. I I think I think you've made the point. I think you've made the point. Liz is out in Cape Town, um. So he he is making his decision based on his practical living conditions and living experiences of where he believes he's been able to get, um, service delivery. Deboho, you're in Swani. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Askefi. Yes. What influences okay. your? How do you get to to, to making that decision? Uh, I vote with my head, with my mind. I used to vote with my heart. I was loyal to one of the political parties. It was my political home, ANC, until they catapulted Zuma into office as the president, that's when I stopped voting for the ANC. To put it bluntly, that's when I divorced officially ANC. Was it, was it a difficult choice for you, Deborah? Believe you me, Auschwitz, it was extremely difficult because I knew nothing else but the ANC. It was not an easy decision to make. It was painful. It was hard. But based on what was coming, and he did not fail to prove me right. Look at what happened. Look at what, the brand ANC mm. lost its credibility. And 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 and, 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 and sorry to, to to interject there. I just wanted I want okay. to find out from you why is it so emotional? You know the attachment to a political party, and I'm not just asking this in the context of you and the ANC, but you see it across the board. You know, people that belong to parties are members, are card-carrying members in good standing. It is such, they become so emotional and so attached to the organization. Why is that, Debo? 
you, you know what I was kidding, Kathleen? It's because you were taught politics by the very same uh, party. And remember, you grew up in that party. You, 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 you identified yourself politically with that party, you know? So you can imagine, it's like a, 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 a marriage, ordinary marriage, when you divorce, it's not an easy thing. It's a difficult and painful process, you know? The same when you divorce your political uh, uh, party. Now, why did I All right. I'm, I'm not sure what happened to Deborah there. It looks like we've lost him. Um, Professor Matebisi, you're on the line. Good morning to you. All right. Good morning, Katie, and good morning to the listeners. I, I, I want to pick up where Deborah left off. This, the emotions that are associated with with voting. And why is it such an, an emotional journey um, for so many people? Uh, Katie, elections and voting uh, behavior has to do with a lot of uh, emotions. It is a psychological moment where you have to make a decision, a cognitive decision, Uh, you know, influenced by various factors. Like, for instance, we all know the issue of race, inequality, and even the history of apartheid in South Africa are determinants of voting behavior in South Africa and broadly. That's why even today, race is the primary factor that determines voting behavior. South Africans largely and primarily still vote along racial lines. Uh, If we were in any other country, I strongly believe that parties like the Democratic Alliance based on performance would have been uh, would have done quite well. The, the EFF on the emotions of the unrepresented, the most vulnerable informal settlements. So emotions plays a, 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 a you know a primary role, and that is why you will see uh, a few weeks from now on how the election campaigns of these various parties will try to work on the emotions of South Africans by highlighting certain weaknesses or even elevating their own status, uh, but mostly working on the emotive sides of uh, you know, voting patterns or factors that influence voting. All right. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. It's 10.30. Time for your latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on The Talking Point. We're looking at what influences voting. Uh, And I want to know in particular what influences your voting. Is it your heart or is it your mind? Do you uh, sit and you think rationally, practically uh, about what uh, a particular party or individual is practicing or is offering and promising rather? And when all that is said and done, you still go back to where 
your heart is feels more connected or is leaning more towards. Uh, joining us for this conversation is Professor Situlero Matebisi. He's a political analyst based at the University of the Free State. Ngululego Zelani is a legal director at the Institute of the Election Management Services in Africa. And very soon we'll also be hearing from um, the president of the International Union of Psychology Science and the Pan-African Psychology Union, which is uh, Seth Cooper, that is Professor Cooper. So, Professor um, Matebisi, you raise such an important issue about the fact that South Africans, at least as far as you're concerned, are still voting primarily along racial lines. What does it mean? Does it mean that we are voting mostly based on our fears of race in this country or our hopes of um, overcoming some of the racial challenges? Because those two are different things. Yes, a very good question, uh, Katie. Uh, There are individuals in our country that uh, vote along perceptions of a party, you know, performance, but they are very insignificant. So it all depends. Factors such as individual values, personal experiences counts a lot. And that's why uh, even today, irrespective of some of the huge challenges certain parties are facing, people will just come back the issue of connectivity with the heart to say, uh, you know, no matter what challenges my party or an individual is experiencing, I will continue to vote for this party because there is no other credible uh, alternative that uh, my heart knows. Uh, uh, oh, uh, it is actually a soft landing. This is uh, uh, the space that I know, and I don't think my heart will want to belong to any other space uh, which is actually unknown uh, 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 to that particular individual. And, 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 and Katie, just very briefly, and that is why when those individuals cannot get from where they are connected to, they would rather stay away from the voting stations, and that affects our voting turnout, which has a huge impact in any way on the uh, outcome of elections. Professor Cooper, it sounds to me then that um, there is a lot of psychology to voting. And again, this issue of of emotions and and where people's hearts really are and how people are are feeling in the moment. Uh, Yes, uh, I think we haven't dealt with uh, the primary issue confronting us in terms of our sensibility. And that is race. So we have been race-driven in terms of our entire memories. And we should not uh, overlook the important role that that plays in almost all our interactions and politics is overwhelmingly one that invariably leads to race analysis or conclusions because we haven't dealt with that issue. You know, for we, we're entering the 30th anniversary of our democracy and all around us, uh, the issue of race 
so flares up. It is in our school systems. It is in our recreational spaces. It's in uh, the places we live. Our spatial geography is one that comes from colonization and then the apartheid era. We should also remember, Cathy, that there is no voter, I'm pretty certain, who was born before the ANC uh, came into being in 1912. So all of us are impacted in one way or the other, and we have name recognition. So the ANC as a brand is there. Whether it is viewed negatively or positively, that's the, the phalanx of political history that people have to overcome. In turn, I think we have had a lot of uncertainty, uh, a lot of economic insecurity. The uncertainties arise about whether I'm doing the right thing. If I vote X, will I be doing the right thing? The sense of conscience emerges, and then we are confronted with the hundreds of parties. I mean, this election, like the it's going to be worse than the local government elections uh, that we held, I think it was November 2021. We're going to have a few meters of ballot papers to choose one party at the uh, national and then the provincial level. We, I don't know what's going to happen with individual candidates that may stand and whether we'll be ready for that. It sounds like we're not going to be ready for that. So politics also is the new economy because I can form a party, I can get a thousand votes, and voila, if I have the appropriate machinery, I can find myself in parliament earning a fat salary and all the perks that go with it. Uh, a very unproductive space. Politics is a very unproductive space, even though it consumes us uh, so much. Because uh, everybody uh, thinks, well, if I form the party, I get in, I will be okay. I'll be able to then um, get taxpayers' money to do certain other publicity and other things. So all those factors play a role, including the fact that there is fear. The fear comes from... What will I lose if I don't vote for X? In particular, what will I lose if I don't vote for the ANC? Because the ANC is giving me certain things. Yes, there's corruption. There's a whole lot of uncertainty. Uh, just there are new challenges. But this is what uh, I think for the older voters is going to be an important factor that they will consider. All right. Thanks for that analysis, Professor Cooper. Nguleko, let me give you a chance to, to, to come in before I go to the phone lines. I don't know if there's anything that you want to add on, on your side. Yeah, no, I think, look, as much as we shouldn't um, uh, discount the impact of um, trust and, and familiarity um, that voters have with their choice, um, I think the, the proffer is a very, a very important point that once a, a, a voter isn't able to no longer trust um, their, 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 their political party, 
um, you know, they're still outcome, um, they're still outcome uh, based. So they, they they rather abstain, and I think that goes back to the, the to the lack of uh, of alternatives and. And, and really, when when um, when the voter does go into the ballot booth, they're alone, and they go for outcomes. Mm. And, and and Prof. Matabisi, before we maybe before I go to the phone lines, this idea again exploring what you've said about race, and then taking into account what both uh, Ngulego and Dr. Cooper have added. If it was so deeply about race, we have lots of political parties that are led by black leaders, would they not be getting votes? No, that's, that's, that's why I think if you listen to all the uh, comments, that whole issue of uh, I mean, the history of political parties also comes into play. Uh, you, you've got leaders like, for instance, let me, if I can make an example, like the EFF, which I think, I mean, we all know has uh, actually a different political idea, uh, ideologies and appeal to, uh, to different segments of the population if you compare them with the Democratic Alliance, even Action SA, also led by a, a, a black person. So the issue then that will come into play, because I think there's various factors that comes into play. Once the issue of race has been sorted out and it's a party led by a black leader, uh, predominantly black supporters, then the question will come in uh, once again, what uh, makes this party attractive? Uh, what can this party uh, offer? And, and that's where the bread and butter issues will also now comes in. You know, party X can satisfy my immediate needs. And I've had also one contributor, a pre- previous prof spoke about the fear of, uh, you know, sometimes the decision that one, a voter will make. We make it today say that, uh, you know, your vote is secret. But believe me or not, there are still South Africans who believe that once they vote for an, uh, a party X or Z, uh, there might be a possibility that the grant will be taken away or a house that had been hounded out two months before the elections will be taken away from them. And that is where uh, I would say the psychological warfare comes in and people will then make decisions based on this to say, yes, Party X is making a lot of noise. I like what they're doing all over the media. But will party X put uh, bread on uh, my table and not, uh, you know, in six months time, but in the short term? And that's where I think people will base their decisions on when it comes to predominantly okay. uh, black parties. Let me go to Zanin. Duma, good morning to you. I want to keep you, Jan. Yeah, Pila Gunjani. I'm good, I'm good. Mm, so, uh, so, Duma, what, what influences your voting? My voting is, uh, okay, first of all, I want to start by saying uh, voting because of ratio, so okay, um, based on racial, whatever, it happens, it happens automatically. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Duma, I can. Yeah, it happens automatically because we grew up knowing, like, the ANC is our party, for instance. I'm going to make an example. Everybody, every black person loves the ANC. But due to some reasons now, we're seeing different things that are happening that is not taking us anyway. So I'm going to vote 
based on my mind, reason being, I'm not doing it for myself now. I'm doing it for my kids. I want them to have a better future. I want them to have a better road infrastructure. I want, want them to have everything that's, that we had before that we enjoyed, like uh, before the NC take over. It's a fact that the white people did the right, like did very well with our taking care of, our, of, of the nation uh, during their time. They had, we had better everything at that time. Now everything is falling apart. We are losing everything that we had. It's, everything is getting washed away, you see. So what I'm saying is I'm, I want to beg South Africans to use their minds when they're voting. What are we getting out of the ANC? Okay, they, they've been in power in about 30 years now. So what did we get? What did we lose? How much we lost, actually? Are, is they, are they making any means to, to, to rebuild what we lost already? According to me, they are not doing anything. So, so uh, yeah. So, so, so yeah, Duma, yeah. If, 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 if service delivery was better, then for you, it was easier to continue voting for and even associating with the ANC because oh. of what Professor Cooper has saying, that from a brand perspective, they've been you know, one of the oldest organizations in our, you know, in our democracy. I was going to stay with the NC. I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to lie to you. And right now I'm deliberating between the two, between the NK and the NC. I'm going to say that because when I, when I look, when I look back at during President Zuma's tenure, it, it, it wasn't as bad, you see, according to me. But right now it's worse. And it looks like they're not even doing anything to try and fix it. You understand? Okay. Are you there? Okay. Yeah. All right, Duma. Like the NC right now, like Ramaphosa, is not doing anything to try and fix anything. What is it that that I can say he did? You see, he did some maybe like what, like uh, fighting for Israel for for, for Palestine. This is a good thing, yes. Uh, standing his ground against America and Russia issue. It's also a good thing to me. Uh, I support that. But for us as a country, what did he do? You see. Right okay. now he's trying, but right now he's trying. He's, he's following in Zuma's footsteps uh, uh, on the on the on the BRICS issue, uh, uh, nuclear issue. You see, so it seems like he's still, him, he himself idolizes Zuma because he follows on what he left, what he didn't accomplish. You see. Okay, Duma, I'm going to have to leave it there with you. I think I've given you a chance. I've given you a chance. Uh, That's Duma's view out in Zanin. Tabo, you're in Swart Rechens. Good morning. What influences Uh, your voting, Tabo? Right now, it will have to be everything that is happening in the country, Hmm. uh, where the country is, where I think the country should be, and who is representing what I think is best for the country. Because this thing of voting for the people who I believed at the time that um, they would do what we need, they've disappointed me greatly. So right now, it will have to be everything that is happening in the country. And I'm afraid ANC is no longer that. Mm. So now you have to go and look somewhere else. And and, 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 and what influenced your decision before you got to this point, Tabo? Well, I, I, I used to vote for Utawambegi because I believe the guy, I believe what he stood for at the time. But then I realized, Hori, everyone who is associated with ANC, one way or the other, they all go the same way. So back then it used to be because I believed I like I liked the guy, I believed everything about him. Um, um, I, I didn't vote for Zuma because from the start I could see where this whole thing was going and I was not disappointed. It went exactly there. Mm. So right now I, it has to be written that it's happening in the country.
Okay. All right. And be- before before I go, Casey, I just want to. Um, I'm a truck driver now. Um, can you, you know, during the elections, uh, voting and registering, we struggle because remember, right now we are always on the move. Yeah? We struggle. Can and the IEC, IEC maybe put up a tent somewhere in highways or in garages to make it easy for us to, to, to register and vote because I can it's, tell you yeah. we struggle during those times and because, you know, with our employers, we don't stop anywhere and so on and so on. Mm. And uh, sometimes, I remember one time I had, I had registered in Belcom and then during the elections, I was in PE. And then I, I was told I would only use one ballot because the other one, because I, I had registered somewhere, it, it's complicated, man. So I wish IEC, IEC could take time to look into our situations as truck drivers. What do we do during this um, um, registration and, elect- and, and voting? All right. It's it's an incredibly valid point, uh, Tabo, in Swartrachens that you're raising. or certainly uh, pass it on to the IEC. Churchill, you're in Mtata. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Churchill. What influences your voting? Um, let me start by congratulation. Congratulations, Bafana. And uh, may they do well going forward. Uh, I think, Kathy, you're raising quite an important conversation, which is long overdue. In order for our democracy to mature, in my view, I think I vote with my mind. No, because the challenge with us as South Africans is that we don't get to a stage whereby we vote for a political party because it offers this and that and that. You know, people are still aligned to certain political parties because these are the political parties that, they, that liberated them. We've got a history with this one and that one. But in order for our democracy to mature, we must move away from that. Look at the services. You know, in the past years, I voted for I voted for the ANC, gave them credit, and I was happy when uh, they re-elected Ron Porter because I thought he uh, was a, cre- a credible leader. But I'm disappointed. I voted for the EFF when they were bringing the issues of Uganda and the stuff. I'm not the EFF. I voted for the UDM and I voted for the DA because I was impressed with the way they are running their municipalities. You understand what I'm trying to say? Now this idea of buying food at spa, even if spa sells you rotten food, it's neither here nor there. Why would you be loyal to a Mercedes? Because your father had a Mercedes, even if it's giving you problems. There are other brands. Do you understand what I'm trying to say, Kate? Yes. And, uh, you know, there are people whom you would ask, you know, they say they're not going to, they are disappointed by the ANC, and they say they're not going to vote. They don't see anything else that they could, they could vote for, which is absurd in as far as I'm concerned. So in order for our democracy to mature, let's, let's move away from this idea of political loyalty. In fact, when politi- uh, politicians campaign, they are coming to ask for a job. You, we give them employment to perform. It's not the other way around. But the way we approach things as South Africans is the other way around. That's why they even feel that they're entitled. They okay. end up looting from the coffers of the state. Okay. Churchill, we're going to leave it there. Churchill out in Mtata. So I guess I've been listening to all of the views shared uh, by our callers. And I really want to appreciate just how honest uh, you're all being in this conversation. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm back with our panelists and, of course, uh, more of your comments around what truly influences your voting. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Uh, I, I must say, I'm 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 quite excited about this conversation and this the tone that we're setting for this hour because I I really believe it's going to 
help us as a nation begin to also understand ourselves better uh, in terms of what really shapes our thinking and our decisions around voting. Uh, Professor Matabusi, let me come to you. Uh, What do you make of what some of our listeners have had to say so far? Yes, very important. I'm actually very impressed with what some of the, you know, uh, uh, callers of state, I mean, Churchill, about the whole issue of entitlement. And, and that's why if you start listening to some of the pronouncement by certain political leaders, it is based on their own experiences that of, of what happened in the past. Like, for instance, uh, we know we are guaranteed that we will get the necessary uh, votes. Uh, but a very interesting thing that I affected that I also believe will play a role in the forthcoming elections, we should not forget, it's uh, perhaps the possibility of uh, independent candidates. And I think there, to a large extent, it will also depend on the personality and the charisma of these independents. Uh, but largely all also, voting behavior is also a way to express uh, discontent. And, and based on the election's outcome, I, I, it's very surprising. And that's why, uh, you know, we, we, we based on research, we know that there are some uh, individuals in South Africans that will vote for Party X today, even the ruling party today, and then just the next day, they will once again protest against the very uh, same party. And that is still something that we need to understand. But why? And here we don't encourage people to vote for Party X or Y, but we merely highlighting the fact uh, sure. that the issues. Uh, and, and that's why you still find that many people, uh, it seems as if they are trapped uh, uh, with what happened in the past that history. And it's very difficult for them now to ent- untangle them uh, from perhaps this web. Uh, Prof. Cooper, the issue of disappointment, it, it came up um, with a lot of our callers. I've also got so many voice notes that we haven't had a chance to play. And, mm-hmm. you know, other listeners equally expressing the disappointment that they've experienced just more generally, with their previous voting um, uh, decisions, how big of 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 a factor is that? And 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 I could I, I can also imagine that it could also speak to the voter apathy because people are disappointed. They decide to just not participate in the system. Well, look, I think we need to acknowledge that belief is something that people have, whether it's a religious or a political belief, they will have it. From time to time, uh, those believing like the majority in this country sometimes have asked, uh, dear Lord, why hast thou forsaken me uh, if something happens in my life? So that disappointment, I think, uh, is real. Even worse, there's a sense of deep betrayal of the ideals for which the majority party, the ruling party, uh, has attached itself to, and uh, there will be people who will feel that. However, we need to look at the alternatives. The alternatives are ones that probably strike in those people who feel betrayed and who feel 
grossly disappointed. Will these other parties deliver to me the kinds of issues I would like to see? So that's at the one level. However, at the other level, we cannot ignore the past because the past is so much apparent in the present. And for many older voters, they would not want to see a return to narrow white rule or values. And the apparent statement made by the leader of the official opposition that uh, youth in Gauteng are, are drunkards, etc. those kinds of things will play a role. Worse still, Cathy, is the fact that the voting population is an older population. It does not include the majority. The majority in this country, uh, 60%, are under 30 years of age. Overwhelmingly, those entitled to vote are not registered. Nobody, including IEC and the current party and the wannabe party, have gone out to get those young people to vote. So there's a, a deep disillusionment with the system. Sure. Pe people will then vote with their feet, uh, I would hazard a guess now that if the election is held in winter, a lot of people are not going to turn out, but white voters will turn out. I, I'm, I'm just making a gross generalization, but I think that will uh, apply. All right. The ups and downs of uh, whether we vote for Ramaphosa, the ANC, or the ANC without Ramaphosa, etc., I would say the ANC will still be the majority party. However, majority by what percent is going to be seriously dented. Their projections that they will still retain 50%, I think, are going to be dented. All right. The other parties will follow, you know, will, will then come in thereafter. So coalition is going to be the order of the day. Thanks for that, uh, Professor Cooper. Nguleko, let me give you the last word here. And I guess, you know, the issue that uh, Professor Cooper is raising around young voters is one of the biggest challenges we have as, as a society. But your closing remarks shortly, uh, uh, briefly, please, Nguleko. Thank you. I think fundamentally we need civic education. Voters need to critically understand the difference, uh, the, the link between their vote and, and their daily experiences. We need to make sure that every voter knows, particularly at the age of 16, because that's the age that we're, we're legally allowed to register, even though we can only vote at 18. There has to be, there has to be a very deliberate attempt at voter education, and that's why I'm also grateful for, for platforms like these, because obviously there has not been as much voter education as we would have liked from, from institutions like like the IEC. Um, so we, we, I really also like the point that the, that the other caller made about this is a job interview. They're, they're coming to us and, and, and trying to convince us as to why we should vote for them. And I think that's the mentality that the voter has to take um, um, moving forward into, into these elections. It's a job interview.
All right. Uh, thank you all for your contributions. Nkulego Zelani, he is Legal Director at the Institute of, the election, of election Management uh, Services in Africa. Uh, Professor Situla Romadebisi, a political analyst with the University of the Free State, and Dr. Seth Cooper, uh, President of the International Union of Psychology Science. That's where we leave it for the conversation, but it's certainly one of many that um, we are going to be having. Yes, I really do want to get into your heart and your mind and understand what really influences your voting decisions. It's just after 11 o'clock, time for the latest news.